perfect. I have someone I would like you to meet. A pleasure. Oh. Miss Minerva. Uh, it's doctor, actually. Um, have we met before? You look familiar. Do the thing. Do the thing. Life is good, but it can be better. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're on TV. Oh my gosh, you're the, you're the oil guy. The oil guy? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lord is considering becoming a friend of the Smithsonian at the partner level, oh. which entitles him to a handful of private tours of our facilities, and he asked for you by name. Me? Well, what can I say, doctor? Oh, hello, Popheads. Happy New Year, even though it still sort of feels like last year. Welcome to issue 132 of the TomCast Popcast, coming to you once again from the friendly confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you for so much for listening to this quality, independent podcast. Please be sure to follow us on the social media. We are at TomCast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing the show. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting resources. And if there's a couple out there that you, you want us on and we're not there yet, let me know and I will take care of it immediately. And if you're one of our many listeners on Apple Podcasts, uh, please make sure you are, are leaving us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. It's 2021, and uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna start the year by by talking about something that closed out the year, and uh, this is this is the, probably the long-awaited uh, uh, nineteen Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four review slash recap episode. Uh, I, I've I've mentioned on the social medias uh, uh, on occasion my my sort of uh, perplexed attitude towards this movie. Uh, there was there was much that uh, baffled me. <laughs> uh, I mean, definitely there there, there are definitely definitely parts. That are that are enjoyable in the in the movie and 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 things about the movie that are, that are worth talking about and worth and worth exploring, but there's a lot of negative stuff too. So I I, I called in uh, some heavy hitters for today's episode of the show. Uh, they haven't been on the podcast with us in in, in quite some time, so it's a long overdue uh, return for our friends uh, Jeff and Casey Nail. They're going to be coming on. One of the big reasons we had to have. Uh, Casey on in particular, like, like, listen, let's be honest. Casey is is the uh, the filet mignon of this episode. Uh, Jeff and I are are the, uh, the 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 vegetables that you scrape off your, your plate because you don't want them. But we, I, I thought it was vitally important to have uh, the female perspective of this movie on the episode. Otherwise, it was just gonna be two dudes sitting around uh, talking about Wonder Woman. And and uh, listen, uh, again, I, I'm not gonna pull any punches. I didn't really care for this movie, so I didn't want to have two dudes going to be negative about Wonder Woman. That sound that sounded like a recipe for disaster. So we had to get a, we want, I wanted that female perspective on here and, and Casey's going to, Casey is going to provide that for us. And she's going to let me know if I am way off base with what I think about this movie. So I'm really looking forward to having that conversation. And that, that's what today's show is going to be. We are, we are steadfastly focused on Wonder Woman 1984, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, written by Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. And it's starring Gal Gadot. Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, and Kristen Wiig. So here we go. Everyone sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, buckle up again for the first episode of the TomCast Podcast for 2021, Wonder Woman 1980 Snore? You made a wish to, huh? <laughs> They're a bitch, aren't they? They can pay a price, but 
I've never been one for rules. Luckily, I have a way to reverse it. The answer is always no. But you only get one wish. I might grant the wishes. So I take what I want in return. There's nothing in this world someone doesn't have. I'll rebuild my health wish by wish, organ by organ. If I have to, I'll be invincible. All right, joining us now via the Skype, our good friends, but who uh, their return has been long overdue. We are with the one, the only, well, I guess there's two of them. Does that count? One and only Jeff and Casey. <laughs> we are one unit. <laughs> they share the same brain. Guys, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining uh, me. I was going to say us for a second, but there's no us. It's just me. Uh, and the listeners out there. How was your uh, holiday season? Was that, did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. That was eight years ago. Again, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> I guess it was all right. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we held it down. We didn't get infected. No. We'll knock on some wood. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had a nice, you know, odd pandemic Christmas. We have three kids, Tom, though, so there's very little joy in our house as it is. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, yeah, we I, you could say we sopped up Christmas as best we can. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Sopped you? it up. I like that. Sopped it up. Like, <laughs> like, like gravy biscuits. My favorite. Uh, no, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, hey, it was fine over here. You know, it's a it's a COVID Christmas. What can you do? Yeah. yeah. Not much. Uh, and yeah, we made it a whole uh, like five days into 2021 before the shit hit the fan. This, things have been wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The world caught fire yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And ironically enough, the timing probably couldn't be better because all, for all the chaos that happened in D.C. yesterday, we're talking about a movie that took place in Washington, D.C. Can you believe oh, it? Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So I already yeah. set it up. Oh, I was sorry. That lag's already kicking in. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, and Jeff's burping already? My goodness. We are we're here. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah, I, I in, in the in the the show's intro, I mentioned how important it was that we have Casey come on the show because we needed that that strong female perspective to talk about Wonder Woman 1984, or as I've called it, 1980 Snore. Uh -huh. So bored, so bored. Um, oh. But it, it, yeah, it, this couldn't be a show with two guys sitting around talking about Wonder Woman. We had to have you, and you are the only woman I know with the intestinal fortitude to hang out with us. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why I proposed. That's a similar rationale. <laughs> Boy, thank you, thank you. Well, so take I'm, it as a huge compliment. So, so uh, l let me ask you. I, I, I've said, I've said it. I, I'm not crazy about this movie. Uh, I think it's a fairly bad movie. How do you guys feel about it? Just in, in broad strokes, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty. Thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a D good movie. Disappointing. Disappointing is probably the strongest word I can I can I wholeheartedly agree with you. I had such high expectations. I really yeah. liked the first one so much. I liked the people involved in this movie so much, mm -hmm. and it just it just didn't deliver. I had Not every I had every reason to root for this movie. I loved the first one. I mean, there were some flaws, but it, it yeah. was excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, the directors from my hometown, for God's sake! Like I've I've even got that going for me. I don't yet, think she brags about that though, does she? <laughs> well, I mean, she no, no, she no, doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> for, the, for the record, we're, we're talking about Victorville, California. For anyone out there, yeah, she grew up in a in, in an Air Force base uh, that just was right outside of town, and it closed sometime when I was in high school. But I'll still claim her. Uh, <laughs> although this movie, I mean, man, I don't understand how the same people made the same two movies. It's yeah, just uh, it's yeah. it's mind boggling to me how different they are. 
I, I agree with you. And the biggest change I could I could uh, could deduce from the credits, I didn't go deep diving or anything like that, is that we, we had two different screenwriters from Wonder Woman 1 to Wonder Woman 2. And and uh, you guys, much like myself, uh, are, are fans of writers. <laughs> so I think it's really important to have <laughs> yeah. good yeah. ones. And I'm not sure... I, you know, Patty Jenkins has written movies before and they've been great. So I'm not sure what she did here. What uh, what I am actually unfamiliar. What else has... What other credits are there for for Patty or uh, for the? I'm sorry, did you say the screenwriter? Yeah, because because Patty co-wrote this with Jeff Johns, who's a comic book oh, guy okay. who now okay. thinks he's a movie guy, uh, but his screenplays have been terrible. And then in the first Wonder Woman, we had actual screenwriters who have ha- who have written Wonder Woman comic books. I see. Uh, Alan I... Heinberg was one of them, and Alan Heinberg is a fantastic screenwriter and a fantastic Wonder Woman writer. Uh, but they were not invited back. Who, whoever his, I can't remember his writing partner's name, so I do him a disservice. Uh, but but they were that team was not invited back to do this movie, which I think was probably where a lot of the problems came in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I think we should talk about because uh, the three of us are of an age where we remember the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now I know I know Jeff was on the West Coast. Casey, you grew up out here, right, in the Pacific Northwest? Was that right? Uh, till I was about eight, I was on the East Coast and then moved to North, uh, well, Central California and then the, the Northwest. Yeah. Where in the East Coast? New Jersey. So you probably took a field trip to DC at some point. To where? To DC, right? Oh, to DC. No, I was too young. No school trips to, to DC in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That's yeah. weird that I've been to DC more than you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never got to go. Well, I, I grew up just outside of D.C. in the 1980s, and uh, it was not the bold, colorful place depicted in this movie, which was my first, like, oh, wow, we're just skipping over the whole crack thing, aren't we? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it did feel very white that way, because they spent most of their times around museums and uh, and uh, the National Mall and places like that, right? It yeah. was like... No real cities, really. And not really 1984, either. No. I mean, there was, you know, besides Steve's outfit, it really never, ever mattered that they were in 1984. No, exactly. I mean, it, it felt like some kind of weird alternate universe where it just happened to be the year 1984 for no particular reason. Yeah. You could have just picked a year and told the same story, no problem. But yeah, it was a, a, a... Literally without changing the script. Utterly inconsequential yeah. Of, yeah. The, of the setting. Yeah, yeah I, I I completely agree with you on that. Uh, it, like you said, Jeff, I thought it was probably the white most whitewashed version of DC I've seen in a really long time. Um, uh-huh. Especially but, in '84. Yeah, yeah, especially in '84. You're right. Uh, and I I guess I I guess like going into the movie, I thought there was gonna be like this like whole kind of like '80s greed is good metaphor thing with the Maxwell Lord character, and that's kind of sort of been there, but it doesn't really connect in any way. No, it's, no. And then since I brought up Maxwell Lord, I mean, do you guys even understand what he wanted in this movie? Remind me. <laughs> no, not really. Because no. no one knows. He just kept yeah. saying he wanted more. <laughs> more. Yeah. yeah, and it was like he had, it was like we missed a scene where there was some exposition where they said, if you keep getting more, you'll be, you'll feel better, I guess. Because it looked like he was not feeling well and he needed uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, just, it, it, they, it was all right there to, for him to be like a failed Gordon Gecko archetype, mm-hmm. and they never really grabbed onto that very well at all. No, and and, and 
we're, we're listen just for for the listening audience out there. I hope you've seen the movie because we are going to talk about it. But we're doing it in a very uh, uh, haphazard kind of. We're going to jump all over the place because there there's there's trains of thought here that will lead us down dark dark alleys, and then we'll have to pull back and go somewhere else. Yeah. Time out, Tom. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes. No, you were talking about the, the but we were talking about that '80s archetype, you know, of uh, of Gordon Gecko, greed is good kind of stuff, and and maybe how that kind of plays in the Maxwell Lords more is more is all you need sort of mentality, but it, it doesn't really serve any purpose. Like we don't know what he's really after. Other no, than just, just just like the era, it doesn't really matter, and and you know, really, it it's. Well, first off, we watched this movie in two parts. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how poorly we were uh, motivated by it after watching the first part. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was hoping to come back to it thinking, okay, it's not that bad. And the opposite was the truth. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Um, and and I was at first I was just chalking it up to sort of you know the visuals, the shooting problems. Uh, you know, they, like like saying like we were saying about eighty four. Uh, being inconsequential but really yeah the expository i think you mentioned that just now right the expository gaps are gaping as well where it doesn't matter who max lord is it was poorly explained how uh chris pine got back i I had to ask you to explain that to me and i think that was maybe it was just me yeah no i mean it it was was, it's also super fucking creepy the way he comes back let's just let's just talk about the magic rock okay you you create a MacGuffin. Oh, you, mean, you mean Dong Rock? <laughs> Dong Rock, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Music. Thank you for saying that because I was like, I was like, who designed this prop? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at these women. She wants her boyfriend back. The the wish stone is literally a dong. The dildo stone. I, I think they sell it on AdamandEve.com if you want to head over there and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but I mean, your 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 central MacGuffin for the plot is this magic rock, magic wishing rock that can basically do anything you want. But for some reason, you have to put Steve Trevor back in another dude's body to make it super creepy and weird. Yeah, I mean, it it created cows for that one guy out right. of out of thin air. Why right. can't Steve just come out of thin air? Why does he like? Yeah. Not, not at no point did either one of them think. I wonder where the guy. Who lives in this body? It where he went. Yes. I wonder if we killed him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh well. <laughs> and then at the end, again, we're gonna jump all over the place. But at the end, when she sees the dude who Steve's body was was who was he, Steve was inhabiting his body, do you think one of them like thinking to herself like, "Yeah, we smashed," and then, and then just like didn't say anything to him? I know what you look like naked. <laughs> You've been inside me. It's like, oh shades, of multi- it's like shades of multiplicity or something. It's, yeah. it's really creepy and kind of gross. Yeah, totally. Uh. <laughs> well, and you know, the beginning of this movie wasn't all that bad. Like, I sort of like the earlier scenes where Wonder Woman... Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember. She rescued Kristen Wiig's character. Oh, I don't remember any parts I'd oh. like, so go ahead. Well, that's... that's- <laughs> Oh, I was thinking more at the. I think the very beginning, uh, we start off with her in, in the mall, the mall robbery that she foils. Oh right, yeah. And we're yeah. in like a, 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 a quote unquote typical '80s style mall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, with all those jewelry is, stores in the mall that were fronts for criminal organizations, as, as we all know. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on the Daniels, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that K Jewelers is up to no good. Watch out. Yeah. Every kiss begins with K. Also felony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I I, I kind of dug that scene. It was a little Spider Man-y, the way she was kind of swinging around the mall with with the lasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I mean, for the most part, I was like, okay, we're off to a decent start here. 
Except I, I did have a problem with the CGI, even. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think... I don't know. I don't know why it was so, um, I guess, cartoonish. I thought, like, so many times she'd be running, and it would be like, oh, she's running on a truck on that street. Mm-hmm. Or, or why does it look... You, you it could, just looks so fake. You could see... You, I mean, you couldn't see, but it like like you're describing, you see certain movements, and you, you can just imagine her... You're bumped out of the scene and you just see a green screen in your head or something, yeah, right? Yeah. In a treadmill or something. It felt like it felt like the CGI had another couple weeks to go and they just called it early, which, which is, doesn't make any sense because yeah, they and, decided to do this. They had yeah. all the time in the world to make this movie, you know, yeah. top notch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was delayed like what four times before they finally decided on the, on the HBO Max route. Yeah, and like I mean, the the scene in the preview. Where she she grabs Cheetah and throws her around. Mm-hmm. Oh, terrible! Saw, what's that? The terrible. the The CGI in the fight yeah. scene is not good. Yeah. And, and in the trailer, I I saw it. I was like, "Ooh, yikes!" But they'll fix that by the time the movie comes out because <laughs> that's what they do. They 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 have to fast forward these CGI things to get it to the trailer people. Yeah. And it was exactly the same mm-hmm. in the movie. It was just this weird rag doll cartoon. Again, it just took me right out of the movie. Now, what do you suppose that's? I mean, I, you don't you don't need to guess about the the inner workings of the studio, mm-hmm. but with CGI, I know it's an expensive process. Um, is, is there are, are there many reasons to skip to, to scrimp? What, what's the word I'm trying to say? To to get cheap about CGI with such a big movie? I don't think so. I can't imagine. I mean, I mean, DC has got to be. They have to pour they everything have to be into leaning this. on because the first one did so well mm-hmm. and it was respected in a way that like most of their other movies haven't been really so far. It's so yeah. And that's... It, I can't imagine them saying, No, we're not gonna give you everything you need. These extra thousands or or whatever to to get the CGI right. I can't imagine that happening. It, Unless that's why they're like, well, let's just put it on TV and right. no one will notice. That was my only guess is that when once they made the decision to not do a theatrical run okay, we can stop sinking money into the production now. Mm-hmm. But that still seems like a weird thing to me because if I'm DC, I'm like, this is the only horse we've got with any legs at all. How is this not the, yeah. you know, how is this not our only real focus right now? I don't know. No, it, it's strange. I, I didn't I didn't bump up against the CG until until like that cheetah fight in the third act. Uh, oh. Now, caveat on, on that is I, I was watching it on a laptop, so maybe I just wasn't noticing it as, you know, I'm not watching it on my, on my big HD TV and yeah. everything. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's it, it, the movie lacks a certain amount of polish, and and from all reports, uh, so so back in the spring when this was supposed to first come out theatrically, um, the, the the reports were this movie was gonna be like two hours and forty five ish minutes, and 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 Patty kept tinkering with it and tinkering with it and come out cut off like fifteen to twenty minutes of it, and it still feels too long. Oh, oh yeah, way way too long. Yeah, like this movie yeah. has some serious pacing issues. Yes, yes, it's so it it's so uneven because even even the scenes that with action aren't great, but at least there's I don't know at least there's less bad expository going it, on. I just flashed on Aquaman actually, mm-hmm. and how that movie felt really long and kind of plodding with D's plodding, but the plot at least had them going from spot to spot to spot to spot, and it had some momentum at least. Yeah. And this feels so much like that where they're, they're, 
I don't even remember why they went to the Middle East. They went to Egypt to follow we, Max Lord. We bounced they, all around, but I don't know why. You mean why after you, you mean after one woman commits a felony and steals a plane? <laughs> what was sorry? Oh, when one woman commits a felony by stealing a plane from the Smithsonian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's so funny that they. I thought, oh, good, they're globe trotting. We'll get out of D.C. and maybe it'll become interesting. We'll add some texture, and they just sort of washed over literally every, especially the outdoor scenes, all scenes, really. Yeah. But even Egypt felt like Disneyland, you know? It mm-hmm. didn't feel like a real place. No. And, and, I, and it didn't matter that they were there. It didn't matter. Nothing mattered that they did. No, exactly. I I think that's my one of the one of the big problems with the movie is I, I just don't understand. The plot's so thin, I don't understand it, because I'm just like, what are we doing? What is happening? Yeah. You have a magic yeah. wishing rock. <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is the impetus of your movie, by the way. The magic wishing rock... That sort of uh, it's gets a wishing ex- cock. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, at, at, at a certain point, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, okay, they're gonna find out that this uh, uh, magic wishing cock is is uh, <laughs> some Greek god prankster thingy, and one of them's gonna have to go do something cool, mythological Greek fighting thing. Yeah, none of that. Allah. A la what that. Suicide Squad or <laughs> or, um, or X Men Apocalypse or something, right? Subs or yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. Well, I mean, this whole thing is like, oh, that that demon who made this is a bad demon. Never see them ever. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Like, wait, so what, what's the end game of this rock? Just to watch the world crumble? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand why Max Lord wanted to be the rock himself. That like, seems what? stupid. What did he read to make him think that that that's, was a good idea? That's the other thing is we didn't know that he was going to do that. We didn't know how he thought of how to do that or why. And he just all of a sudden he's got this thing. He's like, I've got it. Yeah. And we're like, how did you get that? Yeah. 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 I, we saw him doing no research. How did he find out about this rock? There's no Google. It's 1984. He had to be in a library right. or something. And, right. And, yeah. not, and he's not like, it's not like he's a smart guy. He, no. he, you know, he's like a Donald Trump. He's full of shit. Like, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. Well, see, like, he... I'm glad you brought that up because that was another another issue I wanted to talk about. Like, I, I want to say something positive about the movie real quick. I, yeah, actually, I, I like the people in this movie. I like the, the I like this cast quite a bit. I just think they were completely underutilized by, by a bad, bad story. And, and mm-hmm. uh, the best representation of that has to be Pedro Pascal. Because yeah. I don't yeah. think he was given any kind of clear idea of who his character was in part of the movie he's very donald he he's, he's comes across very trump at the beginning but by the end he's like televangelist like jimmy graham stuff you know like uh-huh. send me your money send me your prayers blah 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 and i'm like this is kind of gross yeah yeah he's got a, a messiah complex and we also don't know where the fuck that came from no. really because because he's a shallow guy who's got some charm and and a certain narcissistic bent but beyond that, there's no reason why he'd turn into a, a 12-foot Jimmy Swaggart. No. Right? No. And there's really no reason to believe... They never gave us a reason to believe that he would give all that up for his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his son... I mean, his son didn't hate him, but he was on his way there. But well, <laughs> it just occurred to me, we're supposed to be saying something good about the movie. Oh, yeah. And Pedro <laughs> Pedro does the best he can with what he was handed, I think. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, he, he, he's fun I think to watch. That's true for everyone. What's that? He, he's fun to watch in the movie. I think I think you you're kind of drawn to watching what his performance because it is very I think Pedro does a really good job of being like soon scene chewy, you know? Like you're you're kind of interested in what he's doing, his performance. It's interesting. It's completely over the top. 
Uh, but it, it's probably yeah. one of the most interesting parts about the movie. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if he was having that much. I, I mean, he's definitely he hamming like it up. Having that much fun. I think he was doing what he could with it, but it still didn't look like anyone. It didn't look like anyone was enjoying themselves <laughs> very the much in terms of the acting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. were. They, I mean, I, I think he did a great job. I think, like you said, I think the cast did the best they could with what they had. Although I think Gal Gadot is an exec. An EP on this mm-hmm. uh, movie, right? So I, I, I often wonder, like, you know, how that changes dynamics with with productions when you go from a successful production and then go, you you know, it's sort of like when a TV show like The Office or something, all of a sudden, there's all these other people who are EPs who are who are originally have more influence. Yeah, and they've got more influence in there, and they're talking to writers more, and and I I wonder if that's a bad thing in this case. I I was there was a part of me during this. That was a little like, oh, I see where that Imagine video came from now. <laughs> where I didn't quite see it before. Now, like, oh, yeah, okay. we're, like she, it's. I don't there's think a she, little, a little uh, lack of self awareness. There's a little. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something like Not that. Not as. Is it a fevered ego? Intelligent an actor as I thought she was the first time. <laughs> I guess maybe it's maybe not the ni- nicest way of saying it, but. It just didn't. Uh, hey, Kristen Wiig was in that Imagine video too. Don't put it all on Gail. I on know, Gale. but I think <laughs> you know. I think they probably became friends on the set. And how do you say no to that? I guess. I think that's been the answer for a lot of people. Like yeah. Sarah Silverman, I think specifically said, "How do you say no?" Yeah. <laughs> I I have not seen this video, so I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <gasps> you didn't see the Imagine video from the beginning of the pandemic? No. Oh, oh Tom. Oh. Well, in a way, you're better off. <laughs> yeah, she she organized all these celebrities to sincerely sing Imagine into their phones, and she released it like, let's all come together and we'll get through this. And it was just so privileged and bullshit. It was well in- cringy. Well intended, but absolutely cringe inducing. Yeah. 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 Check it out. You'll enjoy it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I maybe have seen snippets of this now that you mentioned it. Um, but the pandemic feels like 40 years ago. So I can't, or the beginning of the pandemic feels like it was 40 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. think that Gal did as good a job in this movie as the first one? Is there a change in her performance? I don't think she did as as good of a job, but I also don't know, you know, like the last movie, yes, there was a love interest, but Steve was the, 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 the supplemental character. He was, he was, you know, inferior to her. He was, he was the sidekick. And in this movie, as soon as, I mean, basically this entire movie, she's either pining for him or she's just launching back into the relationship and, and kind of being a little submissive to him, not not entirely, but he definitely has a lot more say in a way. It, it just yeah. felt like more of a traditional, you're a girl, you're with your guy kind of but dynamic. They, but they and address that to a certain degree, but that's beside the point, sorry. It just, it kind of felt like the strength and the... Um, I, the, the best word is the strength that she put out there in that first movie where you just felt like Wonder Woman has this, you know, Mm -hmm. like nobody's going to, she can kick anybody's ass. She's so strong. And this movie was like, Oh, she's just a, 
She's just another female <laughs> character. Well, no, she's all powerful and she's a little too powerful because when she starts to lose her powers, you actually asked me, what is going on with Wonder Woman's powers? And I had to catch you up because it was so poorly explained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, never explained that she was like. As part yeah. of the wishing process. Well, okay. Yeah. So, the, so as part of the wishing process, sure. Right before she starts losing her power, she turns a plane invisible and explains that in how many years? 30 years or so, she's never been able to do this. And then all of a sudden, she can't lose hours at the same time. Like yeah. she just needs to rub her hands and concentrate really hard this time. And oh, did she me, did she Miyagi it? Was that how she did it? Yeah, she rubbed her hands <laughs> and said, "I've never been able to do this." And she thought really hard, and voila. <laughs> yeah, Casey's but right. All, that was right that was perplexing. What's, that, What's that? No, that was quite perplexing. The invisible scene, or the invisible turning the plane invisible. How that came about? I was excited to see the invisible plane. Yeah. The way they brought it about was like I was like, really? That's what we decided to do? That was the plan? Right? Yeah. Well, she learned to fly later, so they got rid of that real oh, quick. Oh yeah, we don't even need the plane anymore because she can fly all around. Even though they show her flying around for like twenty minutes, and then she just goes back to her apartment, See, which that, is like five blocks away from where she started flying. That's where I'm like, how much <sighs> power does Gal Gadot have as an EP? Is she in the cutting room telling them, no, we need to have me flying around for seven solid minutes. We're no cut a second off of that. You know, it looks too good or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be honest. I thought that was actually one of one of the scenes I actually kind of liked was her figuring out how to fly. Because that's, that's Wonder Woman's power set. It's in the comics, at least. So I was kind it's of cool, excited to I, see it. It's too long. Sure. It was cool. That's... And it also, it was cool. And then she started lassoing clouds and lightning. Yes. And it was like, ugh. If she can fly, why does she need to do that? Well, you know, I think I was a. You can, you can quote me from this podcast where we watched the trailer, and I believe I said this exact words. Is like, did did she just lightning like lasso a lightning bolt? Yes, I remember <laughs> you saying that. That's right. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, right on. I'll, I'll I'll go with it. And then I saw it in the movie. And I was like, well, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. but actually, so, let me let me go back for a second because uh, you guys were talking about uh, Wonder Woman's kind of like her the 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 consequences of the wish and the, and the losing of her powers. And listen, I love these movies. They're part of my childhood, but we, can we stop like worshiping at the altar of the Richard Donner Superman movies? Because this is exactly like Superman two. Yeah. Although I'm probably in the minority here and saying that those movies are overrated anyway, <laughs> but well, they were, they were, they're pretty seminal for me, but yeah. But yeah, no, I don't. That doesn't necessarily mean they're good. Uh, what, what <laughs> I do you, just love now, them. it's been so long since I've seen those movies. What do you mean by that? In, Tom? in Superman two, Superman gives up his Superman powers so that he could be with Lois. Right. So it's yeah. the same dynamic. It's in the a same way. Okay. dynamic. And, yeah. and and Patty has come out and said that like yeah, there's like a bit of an homage to to those movies in this, and that makes a lot of sense too because uh, the other screenwriter with Patty is Jeff Johns, who was a Richard Donner intern for a really long time. Um, so I, it just was, I don't know. It's just was like too much. It's like, why are we forcing the Superman dynamic in a Wonder Woman movie? And that ties in with one of my other big complaints. Oh, oh. no, 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 go ahead. But I, I want to come back to that in a second. My, my other big complaint, uh, you, you mentioned it already. Uh, but yeah, Wonder Woman sitting around pining for Steve Trevor for 70 years. Come on. Come on. Yeah, right? Come on. Come on. It just, it's an awful long time to be so fresh. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, I can't, I, I, it's been a couple years since we saw the first one, but I feel like 
they only knew each other like a week in that movie before. Yeah, basically. I mean, right? So yeah. it's not even like their, you know, childhood until this moment for forever friends who fell in love. Like, no, it, they knew each other for a couple days. Well, it's her first you boyfriend. Can get over that over <laughs> after 70 years, I yeah. think. Yeah, I think you could take care of that. I guess you never forget your first time, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, if I slept with Chris Pine, maybe I'd feel the same. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He's dreamy. He and is dreamy. I, you know, I, I love Chris Pine in this movie. I thought there were a thousand different ways to bring him back differently that would have made more sense. Uh, but I uh-huh. also don't like that he's the one who has to tell Diana that, like, you have to let me go kind of thing. Like, he's kind of sort of making the <laughs> sacrifice himself. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, wait, no, one woman needs to figure this out and do it. <laughs> yes. She needs to figure it out. She needs... She's supposed to be the powerful one. She's the one who's supposed to be strong. And also just this whole thing just and just people say I don't want this anymore. Yeah. Like that's how <laughs> that's, everything yeah, that's, goes that's, back. That's your escape clause. That's your escape clause. I I forsake this wish. <laughs> it's essentially the superhero movie equivalent of Steve Carell's character declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> Yes. Like, just say it. Just yes. say it. Just say it. You're right. You're 100% right about that. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah, Chris Pine was pretty good in this, I guess. He's not my, really my they, favorite. They didn't give him anything. Like, he can be so funny, and he can be so charming, and really all they had him do was wander around. And they, they, yeah. You can see where they gave him a couple of, like, he took some moments and made them funny, like when that guy, the security guard, did something, some kind of move on him. And he was like, oh, neat. And then, you yeah. know, 30 seconds later, he's doing it. Right, that, right, I mean, right. that was funny, but. But that's, you could tell that's a punch up probably, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> or an improv. Even. Improv, probably. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a, just another, it's a damn shame that you have someone like Chris Pine who can hang with the, the wet, hot American yeah. uh, summer guys and who also carries the Star Trek movies. I mean, he's, he's, He's so good. He's versatile, and you just waste him like you wasted everybody else in this movie. Yeah, I was just thinking. I don't. I don't think Gal Gadot can probably. I, I hope she can, but it, from judging this movie the way we are, I don't know if she's capable of carrying another Wonder Woman movie on her own. Well, good news. Yeah, They've announced part three's coming, so get ready. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and, and they better not bring Woo-hoo. him back because that'd be some hacky shit, man. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, this point, come on. But, but, yeah. the, but they're going to need another wingman or sidekick for sure because Gal doesn't have the charisma that I thought she would. Yeah. <sighs> that, that's a that's a tough statement because I, I still like her in the role. I just feel like this was just written so poorly. And, and they tried to do so much in this movie that was a disservice to so many characters. Uh, like, I... Again, I don't like being that guy who wants to be like, if I, re- if I rewrote this movie, I would make it way better because I would do this. But I'm going to do that right now. because. But, but this movie is very poorly written, so go right at it. Because if you take out the entire Steve Trevor bullshit that you don't need in this movie at all, because A, it's creepy and weird what they do with him, put him in another person's body. And apparently yeah. that's, that's A-OK, like you said. Like, where'd that guy go? Who cares? But if you, if you then make the relationship with Diana and Barbara more interesting and more developed and more complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I think you have a stronger foundation for when the, the kind of betrayal and when the battles begin between them. Yeah. I it mean, just sort of happens. Again, it's, like, 
it's like they're friends for Five an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, Barbara, you have to listen to me. It's like, she doesn't fucking know you. She doesn't owe you anything. Although, yeah. <laughs> sorry, just thinking back to the very beginning of their relationship, I think like the moment, around the moment where we both start getting a little giddy about how bad the movie was, they see, Kristen Wiig sees the dong rock. <laughs> and, and Jeff goes, Word for word, I wish I was just like Diana. And literally two seconds later, Kristen Wiig says, I wish I was just like Diana. <laughs> and it officially hit that point where this is, movie is so bad and predictable. Called it. Like, we, we did that, what was that American Sniper? We did that uh, American Sniper. In where, the theater, we, American Sniper, yeah. We would like, start predicting. Like, we lean over and whisper what the character would say next. And like, and would do eight it. out of ten times, we were accurate. Like, no joke. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, no, no that's okay. That's okay. I, we're we're actually getting to everything I wanted to talk about because I wanted to do kind of focus on each specific person in this movie, and we've we've pretty much hit everybody so far. Oh, I, actually, sorry, I did remember what I wanted to say. Is that okay? Yep. Yes. Um, back to when you're talking about how Superman-ish they made this Wonder Woman plot. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, again, I'm not the DC person. I don't have a very deep well here, but wasn't Barbara just exactly like Selena Kyle? Like, wasn't she like, basically yeah. a dowdy, timid woman who gets magical powers and then goes too far with it and <laughs> is obsessed with cats, I guess? Basically, yeah. Oh, yeah, and sort of gets taken over by a mystical something, right? Because Selena Kyle's, um, what's her character's name? Catwoman. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Uma Thurman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what was the plant lady? Anyway. Yeah. Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy. Uh, yeah, no, Catwoman. It's, I mean, it, was, it just struck me today. I was thinking about how, again, how shallow, how thin Kristen Wiig's character was. Mm-hmm. And I realized, mm-hmm. oh, I saw Michelle Pfeiffer play this, where all of a sudden the dowdy yeah. woman turns sexy and is a bad guy. Okay, well, got right. it. And can we, can we please stop with that trope? Because it's 2021, yeah. for God's sake. Can can right? women stop longing to be Gal Gadot? Yeah. You know, I thought we yeah. had reached that place in the in the culture where we were like, hey, we're okay being ourselves. We're all good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was 1984, so. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That was the out. I, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> We were, we, we were still longing to be on the cover of GQ. You're right. What's up? What's up? Sorry. Hang on. You got to Sorry. What'd you say? No, I was trying to let you guys talk, but we were all garbled. Go ahead. I was just asking if we couldn't spend a little more time on, on how disappointing it is that 1984 doesn't matter at all. I was really, I mean, granted, I'm a middle-aged person who was alive in 1984 and remember it. And I, I just kind of wanted to be a little more transported, a lot more transported sure. by this. And, and it made me really nitpicky where there'd be like a computer that's definitely 1990 or 1989, <laughs> like that. And I'm, I'm over there like, come on, you're making a specific, like a period piece essentially. And they blew it on so many levels, whether it was wardrobe, props. Uh, I feel like there was even some phrases where I was like, nope. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like they're like, okay, we're setting our movie in 1984. No, the title is Wonder Woman 1984. Right, like, yeah, yeah. So I read someone on Twitter pointed out, they don't use a single piece of music from no. 1984. No, like, no. That's the easiest way to set your, to, to bring it home. Agreed. Certainly, there's plenty of 80s songs out there that come cheap. Yeah, right? Yeah. 
And yeah. again, it's it's a major. It's Warner Brothers. It's I I can't imagine that they didn't have the money if they needed it. I also think I, I also think it's funny that the filmmakers thought that 1984 was like a a big year, like the punk was everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like they had just. I mean, granted, yeah, punk rock was around, but it was in the underground in 1984. It wasn't everywhere. I no. feel like there was punks in every other scene. It's just my my accident. That Sorry. that was their uh, cartoonish version of, of Street Toughs in 1984. <laughs> yeah yeah well i guess <laughs> and and you know this movie started to feel because of the bad cgi because of the poor production whether it's um you know the sets or, or the wardrobe or whatever it started to feel oh and then of course the bad writing it started to feel very reminiscent of one of the suicide squads meets there's two suicide squads right just one, just one so, so far. far james Gunn is doing this oh i'm sorry i'm thinking anyway but like aquaman i think aquaman's a better movie than this it is I by thought far. Aquaman's a better movie too. Yeah. yeah, which I don't, I did not expect to be saying at all. Mm-hmm. It also reminds me a lot of Apocalypse, X Men Apocalypse, where the the, the it, it just felt like it was all none of it was on on location. That it one just all felt the that in that one the the magic dong is on Oscar Isaac's nose. <laughs> I don't quite get that. Is yeah. that an Oscar Isaac nose joke? Is that all that is? No, you don't, you don't remember his prosthetic apocalypse nose? Kind of, kind of. Was, oh, let me look it up. Dongish. Yeah. <laughs> I barely remember that movie. It's terrible. Not only is that a it's bad, terrible. bad, bad, bad movie, but we had an asshole talking through that in the theater. So, oh. I mean, our, our shouting. Dave yelled at the guy at the end of the movie. Yes, he. They got to the stinger, and I don't even remember what the last scene was after the credits, but. This guy was so drunk, and it was down at the lot down there at Liberty oh, Station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy was just loaded, and he was just, yeah, shouting at the screen like a fucking asshole. And Dave, our friend Dave just got up and yelled at him. He said, have you ever been to a fucking movie before? Shut up! Or something like that. It was so glorious. But he was so oh. drunk, it didn't even matter. Yeah. I have had... Uh, oh, I'm looking at Oscar Oscar. You've seen the, you the nose now. <laughs> Man, does that everything's bad about that? Everything's so, bad about that. Is X Men Apocalypse a better movie than Wonder Woman '84? The other way around? No, no. I think yeah, I'd rather, I I'd rather watch this so. again. <laughs> okay, I'd yeah. rather watch Wonder Woman yeah, again. Yeah, I have to. I'll give Wonder Woman that. It's not Apocalypse bad. Okay, I, I think Wonder Woman was made with the really great intentions. <laughs> they just took every wrong step probably available to them. I think yeah. X Men Apocalypse was just like a desperate cash grab by a, 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 a should be convicted felon. <laughs> Wait, what are yeah. we talking about? Who? Brian Singer. By Brian Singer. Oh. Should be convicted. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an affront to X Men fans everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and also very forgettable. Like I can guarantee you, this movie I will not remember a thing about it other than the cloud roping. I think. And the dong. No, I think <laughs> I'll remember dong, dong Rock. Well, oh. you would. <laughs> uh, like I said, available on AdamNeed.com. Head over there now for all your dong needs. <laughs> oh please tell me there's an, uh, this well the movie isn't popular enough but I was like please tell me someone's developing a vibrator in that in the yeah. shape of that well if they're gonna make the fish guy's penis from uh, Shape of Water I mean you know it's only a matter of time <laughs> and yes that is a real thing people I did not just make that up <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else I want to talk about about the movie um I, I guess I'll swing back to, to Max Lord real quick because I, I did want to kind of share something that I thought you guys might think was interesting okay okay and in more recent history of, of the DC comic books, uh, Wonder Woman and Max Lord have a um, interesting re- relationship because uh, in the early late 90s, early 2000s, Max Lord reveals himself. He kind of comes out of the closet as like this 
ten, you know, level 10 uh, telepath who can control everybody, right? Takes control of Superman, makes Superman do all these bad things. Wonder oh. Woman has to step in because if she can't stop Max Lord from controlling Superman, Superman's going to kill everybody. Oh. And she has to break his neck. And oh, it's, wow. the, it's the one time Wonder Woman crosses the line. And it's one of those things that kind of like haunts the character and drives the character. Oh. So when, when Max Lord was announced as being in this movie, I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if we're going to take like some really big swings here and, and kind of really get into Wonder Woman's moral fiber kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, boy, we didn't do that at all. And yeah, they just, they just, uh, just a whiff. Yeah. Like Max cool. is just in there as like this weird, you know, Trump, Jimmy Graham analog character. And then they yeah. redeem him at the end. When they I, redeem I him mean, at the end. Yes, I guess you can do that. Do you? you don't have to, though. I mean, you called it halfway through the movie. You said, oh, he'll, he'll lose. I mean, the, the sun is, will be the way the, that the he sun, gets yeah. The sun will be the Martha moment. Right. Yeah. Yes. Remember, we are we are still yeah. technically in, in the Snyderverse. You have to have a Martha moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll give. Well, no, I'm not going to give the movie this. That probably is the only <laughs> mo- moment that actually kind of got to me. But I realized in the moment that it really was more because I want to see Din and Grogu get back together, and so it's kind of <laughs> like watching that. <laughs> it was. I was really kind of meshing the two characters because I like Din so much more. But I didn't even think about that once. Oh, really? Yeah. I was thinking about it the whole time. Oh, he's a single dad again. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't you didn't think how in, in like a, a the span of one week, uh, Pedro Pascal went from being the best dad in the galaxy to the worst dad in the, in the earth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm trying to think what else I have to say. Uh, uh, the third act of this movie I don't like because one woman is basically sitting on a floor. Uh, with a lasso <laughs> around Max <laughs> and yeah. on a weird TV thing, which, uh, you know, why don't why didn't she just destroy the satellite at the beginning if she wants to stop him broadcasting? Just crash down yeah. through the satellite, just you know, go boom. And and also just for technicality's sake, he's he's screaming to be heard to her, and she's whispering. <laughs> yes. you just have to renounce the wishes blah 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 oh, yeah. and somehow it's a her room. voice is going out to everybody <laughs> yeah. over mm-hmm. the hurricane noise and him screaming like all right all right yeah that it, it, i mean i guess if wonder woman had some properties of of being a stronger like more mystical force but that's not the yeah. case and also just especially in light of this year you're ex- you're expecting me to believe that every single person in the world is going <laughs> to renounce their wishes. Oh. Fuck you. No way. We can't no get way. people to wear fucking masks. They're not going to give up their cars and their cows. Oh, yeah. Fuck you. You've got to kill Max Lord. That's the only thing. Yeah, kill Max Lord. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But they didn't want it because he's a daddy, a shitty daddy. So we got to save him. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, must, he must find redemption. And who the hell was the guy who took him on his helicopter? He gave up his powers. So why, is it, why are you going to fly him back to the USA to find his kid? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I was I like, "Wait, who flew him? How did he get there?" <laughs> I'm, you know oh, what? Yeah, God. yeah. I, now that you mention it, yeah, I was just so done with it at that point. I mm-hmm. think. Well, and I don't, I don't, I also don't understand Wonder Woman's armor. Why did she think she needed that? Other yeah. than for it to be part of the battle scene and get to get ripped off of her body. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, other than the symbolic, I don't think I don't see a reason for that. At least in that, I, I mean, I, I because okay, so so. Cheetah is supposed to be 
pretty damn equal to Diana. Mm-hmm. I mean, her powers shift when she wants to be the apex predator, but still. Diana has this armor that supposedly held off a thousands of men. Right, right, right. So Cheetah can just rip, rip it, off. it off like it's nothing it within been, like 30 seconds of this fight. Should have been more impenetrable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, if that's your, if that's, you know, if you're putting that in there as this secret weapon that's going to be amazing. Yeah. It should be amazing and not just break instantly. But and, it's really more as a, is like, it, it just looks cool. Yeah. So was, we put it on. Well, yeah. I, I actually wondered if they just completely came up with that that sequence, that whole armor and its backstory, so that they could do the Linda Carter cameo at the very end. Yeah. That was what I wondered. If it was just that contrived. Because the thing about this was that backstory. I was not really much of a fan of, of Linda Carter. Of Linda Carter making a cameo. It's a nice homage. I'm just glad they didn't do it in the middle of the movie. It makes yeah. more sense the way they did it, which is funny because nothing else makes sense about the way they did anything. Yeah. I just feel like it's... So what, you don't want to see them team up in the next one? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to see Linda Carter humiliate herself, no. But, but that's a cool story. I, that's it's honestly... It's a cool story, but it's not, like, it's not like it's Nick Fury showing up at the end of Iron Man. This is it's a, a character end. that it's they just made thing. up. It's a yeah. An excuse to get Linda Carter in there, and it'll be an excuse for her to have an extended cameo in the next one. And it's not going to move. I mean, maybe it'll be a, a major plot in three, but I don't think it. Man, I hope not. How old is Linda Carter? She's, She's got to be seventy. Be, yeah, I mean. I mean, first of all, and uh, to to her credit, Linda Carter looks fantastic. She, she does. does. You know, yeah. Good for her. But yeah, 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 I think you're right. I mean, I, I I liked the little homage to her, and because I mean, she was one woman at a time when there wasn't that representation in the world, and it's yeah. great to kind of give a little love to that. But yeah, I don't know if I need to see her come back and team up with Gail Gadot for part three, yeah, the Return like, to Find Mascara. Yeah, I I like I like the homage. I don't want this to become something more. I guess I think I don't know. I I mean. In theory, I should really enjoy it, and I should enjoy seeing her in the movie. I just somehow the way they set it up, I just I'm worried, or I, I just well, don't like it's it. It's at the end of a bad movie. Yeah, maybe it's that's probably it. all it is. I, yeah, if it were at the end of the first one, I would have been thrilled. I guess. Yeah, so, maybe. It yeah, just sucks that she's in the shitty one. Maybe. maybe I, 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 I was definitely, you know, when the credits start rolling, I was definitely hoping for something that was going to kind of maybe not redeem the movie, but give me something to hang my hat on for the next one. And yeah. I did not get yeah. that at all. Maybe that's it. Because I did see a lot of hype before we actually watched it because HBO Max was totally glitchy the first weekend. Sure. I saw sure. people being like, so what about that end sequence? What is that set up? What does that mean? And so I guess I was expecting a little bit more. strategy. More. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting more of a Marvel stinger where it, it was like, oh, shit, it's. Uh, world, yeah. you know, who, or even if it's know. just you find out that like uh, Barbara still has her cheetah powers, you know, even something yeah. like that would have been more satisfactory. I, I don't know if satisfactory is the right word, but I, I guess I would have been more intrigued. I'm like, because there, I, I feel with, che- with cheetah, there's just so much left on the table for that character. They didn't do much with her. Yeah, they didn't do anything with her when she was cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anything with her. Period. But yeah, it was unfulfilling because it it it's just it's a nice cameo. And it should have just been a cameo in the movie rather than, like, a, I mean, I don't know. In the, the days, you know, the 
nowadays a stinger if you're going to have a stinger it should have some impact it should set up something else and this, i just don't feel like this just feels like a tip of the cap instead of strategy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you know maybe that's all it was intended to be and when the internet and, and and us you know movie watchers were built it up ourselves mm-hmm. but eh, you know kind of a bummer yeah. You know, I should go back to the very, very beginning <laughs> because we like to do things backwards here. <laughs> but what did you guys, did you guys like the opening that, uh, that, uh, 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 the Olympics kind of thing they had going on the games with little Diana running around? <sighs> the, it was like the, the, the games where little Diana was, oh, cheated that, her yeah. way to win and was up against the, the older. You're asking if we like that? Well, okay. So here's what. I thought it was a fun scene, but it really doesn't dovetail into anything in the movie. Like you thought that would have been a lesson that was more yeah, strongly like enforced oh, yeah. exactly. in the movie, and it's yeah, not don't, really. Don't don't take the shortcut. Right, should have been a lesson. Well, I guess it was because she wished for him back, right? And that's kind of a shortcut just by wishing. She didn't even consciously do it, though. It's that's not like true. she wished knowing he was going to come. She just saw a dong it's, and <laughs> thought, mm, "I miss Steve. I wish he were here." It's more of a lesson for the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> I see a dong. I think of Steve Trevor. Boom. Every time, don't we all? That's every, what I think of every time I see anything dong shaped. Chris Pine. Well, every time you see a baby carrot, you think of me. I hope. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I guess it's. I guess it's more of a lesson for the rest of the world. You know, no shortcuts are bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, shortly after the, it, it made its debut and everything like that, like Patty came out and, and said the movie's a metaphor for climate change. Did you catch any of that? What? No. <laughs> no. No. I wanted. I, I I'm not the guy who's gonna at anyone on Twitter, especially like a, a, a celebrity, because I just don't. I'm not that. That's not me. But I wanted mm-hmm. to at her and be like, it's more of a metaphor for a bad, crappy movie. Yeah. That, oh. I, I have no connective tissue I, to how that could possibly be a metaphor for climate change. I just have to interject here real quick. And like my biggest thought after about half hour of this movie is I am so afraid for Rogue, Rogue Squadron now. Oh, yeah. I, I became so very concerned scared. too. I was so excited and now I'm very concerned. Yes. And like the trailer or her promo, whatever it was that she made when she, you know, mm, was the announcement video in the world. was great. I was like, it's a little bit much there's a little something to it that i didn't love i'm like she's not an actor she's just making this thing it was like the drama of it or something and i just now i'm like oh it's a little too autobiographical or something it was too staged maybe that's the whole thing it was it was Mm -hmm. like mr rogers she's there taking off her shoes and putting on the other shoes or whatever (laughs) she's doing in her trunk and then she goes to go get in the 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 plane um and it was like it was it's so stable but it's not good i don't know i'm I just was, worried i was I'm very excited i'm still worried but at the same time and this this isn't a guarantee but i'm like kathleen kennedy is not going to let anyone drive that ship but 
Kathleen Kennedy laugh. Oh, yeah? I don't think so. Oh. Well, she's not perfect. I know she let J.J. Abrams make some... Solo. <laughs> well. Solo. But see, what I'm saying yeah. is, you, to go with Ron Howard, that's the safe bet, and that's what Kathleen Kennedy will do. She's not going to let let uh, Patty Jenkins run this whole show on her own, I don't think. I don't care what Ryan Johnson says. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little less concerned than you, I guess. Okay. And I love... Love one of my favorite video games of all time is Rogue Squadron. Hell so yeah. I'm all about it. I can't. I just want it to be good so bad. Don't shit yeah. on my parade, Casey. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm. I want the parade to go well. I just want the parade to go well, and yeah. I'm a little afraid of you who's know what, at the the Macy's front end doing the Broadway show. I don't I, know. I do get a little bit of the vibes when we found out the Game of Thrones guys were briefly involved with Star Wars. I, you know, I was like, oh, mm-mm. Uh, yeah. mm. I do have a little of that, but I have a little more faith in Patty than I have them. Well, they, 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 between... they've stepped away in case you weren't sure. I know, they, yeah. They, yeah. 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 She's in between Game of Thrones and Lord, Lord Miller. Like, they got rid of... They got rid, they got of, rid yeah. of the low. They got rid of, I think, what would have been a real high. Yeah. She could go either way. I don't know. I can't watch Solo without getting mad all over again. <laughs> yeah. I, I've put the Lord Miller stuff behind me, and I can just kind of watch Solo as, I don't know, it's kind of like this weird, interesting little romp through the Star Wars galaxy. It's far from perfect, but it's kind of like decent background noise. <laughs> yeah. I guess. There's so many things it's, wrong with that. It's, That's not it, even the same No, thing. sure, but it, 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 it has actually grown to me over the, over the last couple of years. Uh, it, like I said, I can just kind of throw it on, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is pretty fun. Even though I really want that Lord and Miller version. Yes. Yeah. A more irreverent, a more creative version would have been funny. Yeah, Han funny. Solo's funny. It should have been yeah. funny. And that guy, I can't Alden Aaron Wright. Yes. He's so good. He really he is. He does such a good job. And again, it's just waste it's just it's a... wasted on Amelia Clark. It's wasted on Woody Harrelson. Well yeah. you know, and that's another movie I would actually uh, I'm more happy to criticize the screenwriting. Uh I, I think um it was Kazdin's kid who wrote it, right? I can't remember his first name. Uh, Lawrence Kazdin. Lawrence Kazdin's kid wrote it. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. And, uh, uh, yeah, I can't think of his first name either. And there, the, the again, it's, it suffers for, like like this movie. Solo cr- attempts to cram in way too much stuff. Um, yeah. It it, it it gives me the impression that Han Solo is more lucky than good, which I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he is good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing that, that that that's my biggest criticism of the movie. I like I said, I, it's grown on me over the years. I can watch it and and, and enjoy and enjoy it on a, a surface level. I'm not gonna lie, um, mm-hmm. but that's the only thing that I really when I when I really break it down, like Han Solo is good, not lucky. Reverse yeah. this. Yeah, he's he's arrogant for a reason. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, you guys fuzzed out a little bit there, but I think we're okay. Don't worry. I'm sure you didn't say anything yeah. important. Oh. <laughs> well, I think, gosh, I think that's a, uh, I, I, you know, I know we took a little dovetail there for Solo, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like we did a pretty good job talking about Wonder Woman. I don't think I have anything left on my list. You guys ain't got anything in closing uh, remarks or, or thoughts you want to share with the, with the good Casey kind of people? Casey has notes. Let's find out. No, I actually, I, I hit on everything also. Um, you know, I just, I guess I... I hope that we get a real screenwriter in there for the third one. I, uh, I mean, 
I wouldn't mind if all of the main characters, except for Steve, I would mind if Steve came back again. But but if if Max Lord and Cheetah came back, I would be perfectly happy because they're great actors. Kristen I Wade, want to see something happen with them. Kristen Wiig did pretty well, I think, actually. Yeah. I would love to see this, her again. I mean, the, the, the whole entire movie was like... Um, there were no consequences in the end. Mm-hmm. All this stuff happened and it meant nothing yeah. to anyone. Nothing lasted. Yeah. It was like a uh, it was like a, a an hour of a TV show that's I don't know, like a procedural. I mean it, it like nothing nothing mattered. Nothing mattered. And that, that really bothers yeah, me. Yeah, the only real takeaway is Steve's gone, she can fly. <laughs> yeah, no, but Steve was gone already. Still gone, still gone, still, still gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, it mattered the first time. Here, nothing okay. gained, nothing lost. Diana got laid. Now she can fly in a movie. And, yeah. she, and she's seen that guy naked. And she's seen, and she raped yeah. that guy. She went oh on her first God. date. That's true. That <laughs> I think that is. I think that is a little rapey. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. I think. I think my big takeaway from the movie, if I if I were to kind of boil it all down into one little thing is you gave me a Wonder Woman movie where you showed me you where you showed me Wonder Woman doing nothing wonderful. And that seems like a real yeah. big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's about right. I, I sort of want to push back on one thing though real quick, which is to say that you guys were saying that uh, Diana, sh- it should be the good one. She shouldn't be the one to have to, you know, Chris Pine's character shouldn't have to convince her to renounce her wish. Mm-hmm. But I actually feel like if she, if we hadn't had that conflict, all she is is like a hired gun at that point. Like there's not enough conflict in her character's arc here. Like you kind of needed that. I suppose. But for me, it ties back to the whole, she's been hung up this dude for 70 years and I'm, that's kind of lame. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 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 Well, that is lame. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like again, she's had like five, six, seven days with him now total over 71 years. And and the world is falling apart. Clearly, you are a superhero who does nothing but try to save the world, and you can't even figure out that maybe you should give this guy his normal body back and <laughs> right. take your, your dead boyfriend out. Like, so, so many, on. so many poor moral decisions by Wonder Woman in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's having Chris Pine in, having Chris Pine in the movie at all was a bad move. It, it should have focused on Kristen Wiig's character and and Gal Gadot's yeah. character and just done, gone from there. And also, like. Zack Snyder has her lusting after Ben Affleck, too. So it's like, you oh, know, right. like 80 years from when Steve dies, she's going to be, I mean, not lusting. <laughs> He's going after her more. But still, she gives him the eye. They flirt. Yeah. Like, come well, on. When Ben Affleck flirts with you, you flirt back. <laughs> I mean, did you see the way he flipped those tires? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh. You know what? While I have you guys here, I, I guess we should, t- we should. I should get your opinions on it real quick. Uh, are, are you guys intrigued by the by the JLA Snyder cut coming soon? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> you know what, Tom? I think I, oh. I've known you a long time, and I think I knew you when 300 was out. Yes. And I was crazy about that movie, and I rewatched that a few years ago, and man, I that really does not uh, it, it has not aged well. I don't think I've ever seen a Zack Snyder movie that I would still like today. And I don't think he can make one that I, I would like. I like Dawn of the Dead. I do too. But that's probably because it was a James Gunn script. I forgot about that. I have not liked anything else that he's done. And I do not give two shits about his cut of this movie. I <laughs> I mean, already the shorthand is for director's cut is it's a longer version. So yeah, I'm out. 
Yeah, I don't want to watch more of that movie. I appreciate that Joss Whedon, I guess, stuck his hands in a lot more than was originally suggested. I guess he's a total asshole on set. Um, I just, you know, I think you just wash your hands and why don't you make another, a different movie? Why don't you move on? I don't, I just don't know why, I don't know why this is happening. I just, I, kinda, I know the fans want it. I just don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. Which movie are we talking about? Director's Cut? Justice. Uh, Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not right? interested. Yeah. I, another movie I remember almost nothing about. Yeah. Well, I didn't like his... I didn't like any of his other stuff. I didn't like Man of Steel. I didn't like uh, Batman versus Superman. Dawn of Dawn Justice. Justice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want more of his style of DC movies. I want it to move towards, I thought Patty Jenkins or even Aquaman. So this feels like a step backwards for me in terms of, of getting into DC movies. Do, do either of you feel like it's time to get away from uh, quote unquote, uh, you know, action movie directors anyway? Like, wouldn't it be cool if someone grittier got a hold of some of these properties? Someone like, I don't even, I can't even name anyone like uh, Villeneuve or whatever that guy's name is, or, you know, like give it to Robert Rodriguez for God's sake. Like, he, you know, he'll, he won't make a good movie, but he'll make one that's watchable at least. Well, he's got a new one on Netflix. Go check it out. Is he? Yeah. What's he doing? Uh, I've, I forget the name. Something, 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 something. Heroes, and it's like a sequel uh, to Lava, Bo- Lava Boy yeah. and Shark Girl. Or I think I have that backwards. We can be. We no. can, is it? We can be heroes. Is that we what it is? We can be heroes, or we are heroes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and Pedro Pascal's in it. What's that? Pedro Pascal is in that. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, but it's in, it's, it's in that vein of, of like Spy Kids and in those movies and stuff like that. So you know, yeah. Robert's still doing stuff, and now he's attached to the Boba Fett show. Yeah, 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 and you did a great job on that episode. Too. I love that episode. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about Mando? Oh, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, as far as the Snyder Cut goes, I, I, I have admitted uh, I am curious to watch it, uh, but that doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie. So <laughs> I, I'm in. Uh, it's more more of a well, the move for the first cut was shit. Well, maybe the second one's different. <laughs> It might yeah. just be a different kind we'll of rely show. On Tom, I think we'll rely on the TomCast pod, podcast for, that's, for this. Yes. That's perfectly fine. Well, now that they're going to break it up into like a mini series, so I'll have like weekly <gasps> installments to talk about for you guys. Oh, my God. Are they really? <laughs> that was the rumor that it's going to be like a mini series. Oh. And then they'll release it all at once so you can watch it for four hours or whatever it's going to be. Oh, God. DC dude. has their own streaming service, right? HBO Max. Yes. It's all, oh, it, okay. it all got folded into, into HBO Max. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how it's happening. And if you haven't watched Harley Quinn cartoon, I recommend it highly. Which one? Sorry. The Harley Quinn cartoon. Oh. No. Don't watch it with the kids. <laughs> it's got all the naughty words in it. And, and Joker and Joker straight up murdering people. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah, put the kids to bed for that one. Yeah. But even that, sorry, just real quick, even that movie, no, I know you're not talking about the movie, but I just remember The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Even that was more fun yeah. than the Zack Snyder. I just, like, I I like that Marvel had John Favreau early on, and uh-huh. he set the tone. I love that he did it for Mando, and he's in control of Mando. I, I wish DC had someone more like John Favreau, because I do not like that Zack Snyder is their guidepost, and I... I just think that was a mistake from the beginning. I don't think Zack Snyder's a writer. 
and he's barely a director if you ask me because he's <laughs> he's a one note director as it is i saw I, I can see the sucker punch poster behind you right now <laughs> what <laughs> you made me look I'm like is there a sucker punch poster in here <laughs> when you turned your head i was like what is he doing does he really think you he know, had one tom i don't know if you remember this but i was sitting next to you when they premiered that at comic-con i do remember that actually yeah that was, that, was, that was the year of the stabbing <laughs> oh those harry potter fans they couldn't handle it <laughs> yeah. comic-con's too intense for some people uh thank, i want to thank you guys so much for carving some time out of your day you're you're busy uh rearing children not literally um <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm glad we were able to finally sit down and 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 talk about movies again. And yeah. you guys like movies so much, you're going to be talking about them very very soon in your own podcast, right? We are indeed. Yep. We just recorded our uh, our initial episode of eye rolling at the Oscars. <laughs> eye rolling at the Oscars. Nice. Yep. yep. We uh, we're gonna go year by year and. Uh, analyze all the films that are nominated for best picture and discuss what should be nominated, what apps should not be nominated. And, and uh, even if the Razzie movie that year is better than some of the bullshit that they nominate. <laughs> you, you fuzzed that a little bit. So say the whole thing again okay. <laughs> about what the show's about. I think, we, um, I think everyone gets the gist, but I just want to make sure everyone does. Got it. Um, <laughs> So we're going to be going year by year, looking at all the movies nominated for Best Picture. Well, not sequentially. No, we're kind of jumping around, because yeah. why not? Oh, so you're going to go back? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. We're, we're starting with the year 2012. Yeah, which is when we met and... and... Boy, is it a shit show. Oh, God. The movies are so <laughs> bad. So, yeah, we're just going to go, uh, go down year by year, look at the movies, talk about the few that should have been nominated, and mainly dish on the ones that absolutely should not have been nominated and uh and and even compare to the razzie winner that year and see how they compare to that yeah just give give our audience they uh watch this not that so should we give give them a preview of that episode with the razzie i don't know should we because we did we did 2012 okay the razzie winner that year was adam sandler's jack and jill Oh my god! Okay, largely regarded as like you know, if you ask the internet, it's one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. So here, let's not say what our least favorite movie that was nominated was. Oh, of course not. But should we say if we like Jack or Jill better? Jack or Jill? Jack and Jill better than what we thought. I think that's a spoiler. Okay. We won't say it. it. I think you you get an idea though. Yeah. Since I'm guarding it. Well, whenever you guys are ready to drop those episodes, let me know. I'll be happy to, to spread the word here to the, the fine people that listen to this podcast, which is mostly you guys. Um, <laughs> so you'll know when to tune into your own podcast, which is always exciting. Uh, I still recommend putting your own name in the show. That's always popular. Uh-huh. <laughs> like Mandovision. Oh, wait, that's not. You don't know my other name. <laughs> I have many aliases on the internet. Oh. <laughs> so wonderful to see you guys. I can't thank y'all enough for doing this. Yes, one day. We'll all get to hang out. and I mean, one of your kids will probably be in college by the time we get to hang out (laughs) next with the way things are going. I know. I mean, if there still are colleges by that point. Well, everyone's going to be going to uh, University of Arizona. uh, Arizona, What is it? Phoenix, Phoenix, right? That's it? Yeah, yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Well, it, it, I, it's funny. I was just going to mention earlier when you first popped on it, I feel like I can't look at Tom without tasting beer in my mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a good thing that we recorded this in the middle of the day so I have no excuse to drink. Because I just associate you with hoptology. But, you know, every time you came over, we were drinking beer. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I should have a beer right now. I was just thinking, oh, it'd be so great when we can hang out with Tom in person and have a, have a beer again. And here's so here's fun. a fun fact about our new our new podcast. We uh, have a signature cocktail. Ooh. So we yes. do drink through it. Yes, we drink through it. And well, I think it shows. Probably. Florazis <laughs> <laughs> is so good, you guys. Jack and Jill is the best movie of 2012. <laughs> <laughs> well, as everyone gets ready to check out I Rolling at the Oscars, you can catch Jeff on the ringing ear. He is the fantastic co-host of that show. Uh, new episodes coming soon, right? But catch up on, what was it, season three? Oh, yeah, we just finished season three. So no no new episodes terribly soon, but go ahead and subscribe, dummies. I mean, <laughs> people. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to confession time. I, I was going through your episodes recently, and I was looking at it, and the way it comes up on my phone... I, I was like, wait a second. How did they get to episode 313? What uh, the hell? <laughs> we cheated. <laughs> Shortcuts are bad, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wait. They do, like, seasons on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't know why. I don't know why we ever... Yeah, we should definitely have seasons. Yeah, for sure. Like, we don't need seasons. So stupid. <laughs> We're just two former record store clerks talking bullshit that, you know, most people shouldn't care. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still I'm still listening to the to your best of for 2020, uh, uh, and I haven't heard uh, um, anything that I've ever heard of. So that that tells you how out of touch I am. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's on me. I'm old and I like my old stuff. Actually, yeah. my co-host he he picked I think almost exclusively music even I hadn't heard of. So don't don't feel bad. I I mean that's kind of why why it's fun is that you always discover something. I think our most dedicated listeners will tell you. Yeah, you didn't have Mr. Bungle on there. You didn't have the new Goldfinger. I I got nothing to say to you. There's a new Goldfinger. Yes, there is. <laughs> My God, what a world! <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's stuck at home. Why not make an album? I mean, I saw yeah. them play once. They were bad. I'm not gonna lie. I think Goldfinger's fun. <laughs> yeah, they are actually. <laughs> All right, you fine folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the recorder off right now. I think we can do better. Pockets in this. The pockets here. The pockets all over the pant. Um, does it? Does everybody parachute? You know what? I'm ready to go. Right? No. A good way or a bad way? Right? In a bad way. Huh. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Who would wear this? See me shoes? Keep the shoes. Let's keep the shoes. Yes. Let's keep the shoes. Yes. Hey, and we're back. Thank you all so much for, for uh, sticking around. I hope you had a great time with that conversation with Jeff and Casey. A long overdue return for, for our friends uh, who helped get this podcast off the ground way back when, even before we were recording podcasts. They were uh, part of the genesis of the Tomcast podcast, if you will. And uh, great to hear they're going to be doing their own shows coming up. The Eye Rolling at the Oscars podcast coming soon. And then, of course, Jeff's got the ring in here going on. We can check him out as he just lambastes the, the popular music that I like. <laughs> and the music I like is not very popular, so that's saying a lot, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, that's our, our Wonder Woman 1984 uh, kind of review, discussion, breakdown session. Uh, when we next convene, when, when Roger's next on the show, I will definitely be picking Roger's brains at brain, br Roger's brain. I would uh, be. I'm very curious to hear what he thinks about the movie, uh, what he liked, what he didn't like, what he hoped to get out of it. Uh, what more does he want from Wonder Woman moving forward? 
and and so we'll have Roger on soon to talk about that. We got a bunch of shows coming up here to, to kick off the new year. Uh, I'm not going to tease them all right now, but Roger will be back, and you'll be hearing from some other familiar voices uh, who who are, are uh, part of the recurring cast of characters here on the TomCast podcast. A lot going on these first few weeks of 2021 in the world of pop culture as we kind of get the breakdown on all the things we that have happened in the in the intermingling weeks since we took that holiday break. So I guess in closing, uh, you know, going back to Wonder Woman 1984, I guess the thing that I really just wanted out of this movie is I just wanted better. I wanted more. I wanted uh, I wanted to be you know, wowed and, and, and shown, shown wonder. You know, make me feel that sense of wonder, of grandeur, of, of seeing a superhero on the screen. Uh, but instead, you gotta get this weird movie where they're trying to do too much at the same time. And I think you know we 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 talked about it a little bit the 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 sort of homage to the the Richard Donner Superman movies, uh, particularly Superman Two, which I am well aware that Richard Donner was fired from Superman Two. So uh, directing credit actually goes to uh, John Lester as the director of that film. But Donner had filmed a huge huge swaths of that movie already before before he was uh, uh, fired. And you know the driving element of that movie is is uh, Clark renouncing his, his abilities, his superpowers, uh, becoming a mortal, so that, a mortal, so that he could be with Lois. And the, 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 the calamity that ensues because of that. And, you know, with General Zod and, you know, all that stuff. A fun movie that I have a lot of uh, love and respect for. But in this movie, uh, you know, you, you, get, you get that as, a, as, you know, Wonder Woman losing her powers as a consequence of her wish for, for Steve. And it's, it's um, well... It's not great, and she doesn't seem to... Wonder Woman, Diana never really seems to sort of process the cost of, of what is, is going on. You know, she starts getting shot, and all these things happen, and, and it's not going well for her, but it never really seems to register with her the way that uh, it does for Clark in Superman 2 when he realizes that he's made a horrible mistake, and he has to go back and, and, and figure out how to get his powers from, from Jor-El at the Fortress of Solitude. That never really happens, and I, I suppose that's the biggest frustration with this movie is I, is Diana's very un-Diana in it. I don't think she makes uh, uh, moral choices until the very end of the movie when she's asking the world to renounce her wish, uh, to, when she's asking the world to renounce all their wishes. Um, and that's probably the most Wonder Woman-ish she is in this movie. You know, maybe a little bit, you can give her a little bit of credit at the, for the mall scene. Um, but otherwise, she's sort of... Uh, a, making selfish personal decisions for herself, which is a little upsetting, a little distressing, uh, because Wonder Woman is supposed to be the beacon, the the, the higher standard. And, and uh, this movie, it, it, you know, it's fun to explore that, but it doesn't seem like she learns the lessons, I suppose, is, is what I'm trying to say succinctly, but I, I'm rambling instead. So nothing succinct about this. Uh, we just want more. We just want better. And listen, this is a, in, in, I think this is a very talented cast. I think this is a very talented director. I think we can get better. I think they need to take a step back and, 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 and reassess this movie and then they'll move forward and, and hopefully do a better job. We'll bounce back for a really strong Wonder Woman 3, which has been announced, has been greenlit, and will happen, uh, depending on, on how Patty Jenkins' schedule shakes out, Gal Gadot's schedule, all that good stuff. Hopefully we leave Steve Trevor behind. Now, hopefully we are officially done. As much as I love Chris Pine, as much as I love his take on Steve Trevor, uh, it's, it's time to be done with that. And let's let's kind of get into let's get into Wonder Woman. Like I, like I said to to Jeff and Casey, I would have loved to see a more deeper exploration exploration of the friendship between the budding friendship between Diana and Barbara before 
everything kind of hits the fan and everything kind of happens because it seems very haphazard. Like their, their friendship seems almost forced. You know, they had one meal together and then, you know, supposedly they're best friends apparently. And then everyone's all shocked by everyone's betrayals of each other. It's not a great picture, but hey, persuade me that I'm wrong. If there's someone out there and listen, the, the, the reviews on this movie, opinions on this movie from people I've talked to out there, it is a mixed bag. I mean, there are plenty of people who uh, enjoy the movie just fine. And that's cool. I'm, I'm glad people are out there and they are enjoying it on, on a level that I, I can't seem to get to. I do want to rewatch it again um, because I, you know, I think it is a movie that deserves uh, another, at least another rewatch where maybe I'm in a, a slightly different frame of mind. Uh, because coming out of the holidays, I'm not gonna lie, I get a, I get a, I get a little low sometimes. So maybe it was tainted. Uh, but having Jeff and Casey on, uh, kind of just kind of reinforced that, like, okay, maybe, maybe while emotionally I was in a low place, uh, my my uh, analysis of the movie was not too far off from a lot of other people's. So I am curious what you think, though. Hit me up. You know how to get a hold of us on the Tomcast podcast. On social media, we are at Tomcast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on all of your favorite platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all of them. And if you're on the Apple Podcasts, as fast as you're listening to us, five-star reviews are insanely helpful. Thank you so very much for, for, for you know, taking the time and writing those five-star reviews. So when you take the time to write a five-star review for the TomCast Podcast, uh, it does get some attention. And I, I can't remember if I mentioned this previously, but I got a, we got a, I'm sorry, I'm just to read it again. We got a review from 619 Salvatore. I hope it was, it was a Salvatore. I hope I'm saying this correctly. It says, pop culture perfection. No one does it better than Tom. Best in the game for pop culture podcasting. Thank you so much, 619 Salvatore. You are an awesome individual, and I hope you are having the best of the year of all years, even though 2021 is not that much different than last year so far. I want to take a special uh, uh, little time thanking the members of Pophead Nation, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can become one if you want to take your t- take the time. Just sign up over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You will get access to super cool, super sweet bonus content. New bonus video for PopCast Reads coming very, very soon. Possibly, uh, it'll possibly be out as, as you listen to this podcast. So thank you to my current Patreons. V! Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, today's co-host, Mr. Jeff Nail. He's also co-host on The Reunier, a great music podcast, and the upcoming Eye Rolling at the Oscars. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles and all the evilest of the years. Thank you to the Squid Master General, Brian Broussard, and the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Uh, remember, like, subscribe, share the show with all your friends. Let, let, let Pophead Nation grow. And remember, we are part of the 3BZ Network of Podcasts. You can head on over to 3BZ.com. You will find tabs for all the shows on the network, which include Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast Podcast, and MandoVision, our Star Wars podcast. We also have a tab for our Store Envy page where you can get all kinds of sweet, sweet merchandise. You know, if you don't have a t-shirt with my face on it by now, what are you even doing with your life? I don't know. All right, so thank you once again to Jeff and Casey for joining me on today's show. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've missed doing the podcast. I hope it wasn't too rusty. It's been a little uneven. So, you know, I feel a little, feels good to get back in there, but, you know, haven't quite hit my stride just yet. But, hey, that's what, that's what the first episode of the year is for. Get the rust off, and we're going to hit it, hit the floor running next week for another new episode of the show. Get ready, because that one's going to be 
just roundhouse kicks to the face of fun. That's how good it's going to be. All right. So for the TomCast podcast, my name is Tom. Ciao, babes. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.